Hello, and welcome to Illumination Bureau, where we hope to enlighten you with all of the hidden stuff that you don't know about careers in creative. This is Catherine Lang Klein and Kristen Harris, and we will be your hosts. We are the co-creators of Portfolio Creative, a company that connects creative people in the marketing and advertising space. We've been doing this since 2005, and we've learned a lot of things that we want to share with you. We have so much to tell you, so let's get started. Hey, Catherine. Yes. So when you're interviewing someone for our team, how quickly do you know they're probably the one? I probably make a really quick judgment call initially, and then after that, it's kind of their job to convince me to, that I'm either right or wrong. Ah, so like they walk in the door, you talk to them for one minute, and you're like, okay, here's what I think. Right. Now you're going to prove me right or wrong in the next hour. That's exactly it. <laughs> that's, that's really interesting, and that's very common. I mean, what from what I've read, different research, um, like first impressions are made in that first 60 seconds. And that's absolutely true. And then... I hate to say. Everything else is like either proving that impression... Or disproving it. Right. Yeah. Right. And we emphasize this a lot as with um, interviews and things like that about that first impression and um, being prepared, you know, dressed appropriately and things like that, because um, those decisions are made really quick. And if someone wants to um, work here, I would hope they would have at least put enough thought into being prepared both in their dress and their demeanor, um, with their resume, um, with questions, all of that stuff. And those are probably the big things that I do judge people on. Yeah. And, and it's worth saying, um, people aren't like you aren't consciously probably people in general are not consciously saying I'm judging somebody in the first minute. It's just, it's just how our psychology works. And if you read some of the research and stuff, it's just like happened in your brain and then your brain is working to either, you know, confirm that or deny mm-hmm. it during oh, the whole conversation. So it's not like people are going in saying, I am walking in and judging you in a minute. It's not about that. <laughs> no. It's just like that's how our brain works. Right. And being aware of that is really important. Right. And it's it's interesting because, you know, there are so many layers to the interview process. Like I said, that, and they have to convince me otherwise because that's like step one. Step one, what's my first impression? Um, you know, if I met, and I look at that as, you know, how would, how does how this person looks does that you know or dress or you know do they get up and shake my hand or something like that all factors into how I would want the company be to be represented you know is this person feel warm do, are they s- just sitting there with their arms folded and they don't greet me in any way it's like oh well you are a lovely person <laughs> um, I don't think I, I want you to meet with my customers but you might find out through the course of you know um, conversation that you're like, you know what, I think they could talk a really good game and I, I do like them now. So mm-hmm. yes. So, but, that, but I'm just saying that there's that first of many steps that yeah. it's like, okay, judgment one. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Depression. Step step one. And so I think this is really important for people to understand on both sides of the table, both the interviewer mm-hmm. who's walking in and whether you're aware, aware of it or not in the first 60 seconds, you probably have made a judgment. So just know that. And know that maybe you even consciously need to ask questions and look for things that prove it and disprove it. Right. Like, I think this person isn't friendly. If that's your first judgment, then challenge yourself to say, okay, is that really true? I'm going to ask some questions right. to see if that's right or not. Right. And I accept that about myself as a human, that when I go in and I, and that, okay, hey, that's just my first impression. Right. I'm You're not going to put of too it. much weight on that. But all right, and now we now it's your turn. You have to convince me otherwise. And yes. uh, the second part is always the minute they open their mouth, which is making um, starting that conversation. 
Mm-hmm. And that's the next judgment. Yeah. And so, you know, of course, then when you're the interviewee, it's important to realize this too. You've walked in, you have made an impression. So first of all, like, let's set your self up to, you know, have it be positive. Mm-hmm, and we talk mm-hmm. a lot about those things and we, we can talk about more of those things. Like how do you make a positive first impression in that, you know, 60 seconds. And then also knowing you're through the conversation, proving and disproving whatever that impression was. Right. So if you set yourself up to make a positive impression and then can spend that whole interview confirming it, mm-hmm. you know, clinching it, then that's a great interview. Like that's really, you know, that's what the person wants. So I also think it's really good to remind people that it's very nerve wracking to go in for an interview, but please keep in mind the person interviewing you is really hoping you're the one. Absolutely. They don't want to keep interviewing people (laughs) and they are positive and hopeful when they walk in the room because they're like, maybe this is my person and I hope it's (laughs) my person because I want it to be my person. I don't want to keep interviewing people. I don't want to have this job stay open on my team. Like I want to hire somebody. I just need to find the right one. So they're coming in hoping you're the one. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, but like I said, just, just know that as the interviewer and the interviewee, that that first impression is so important. And if you're being interviewed, we always tell people, don't give them any excuse to make that judgment call right off the bat because yeah. you're like if you're, you're going in with you know really some outrageous outfit because you're like I want to be the real me it's like not today <laughs> you know yeah. just go in and, and be as um, just present as just a blank palette as possible I guess in a way I mean you could have some touches you can of, be the have professional some touches of version of the real you yes. if you like bright color great wear a really great looking brightly colored dress or Mm -hmm. whatever, but you don't have to wear your full hippie garb that you're going to wear to a festival on the weekend. Right. Even there are different versions, even though that's a part of you, but there are Mm -hmm. different parts of you. And we just have a whole conversation about how everyone has different pieces of their persona. Exactly. Pull out, you know, the professional one of you. Right. You've got it. Tone it down a little, maybe, you know, and it's, it's not um, a judgment call against you. Um, it's like you don't want that to distract from the conversation. So just take out all the distractions. You know, we always get questions all the time about, you know, people with tattoos and with piercings and gauges and, and things like that. It's, and there's some people who, um, will make a judgment call. I mean, I hate to say it because, you know, it's just the reality. We'll make a judgment call about people that choose that sort of thing. Um, and it's got nothing to do with how well they can do the job. It's that first impression. And then, again, you have another chance to kind of still make up for that. But if you just, like, were, you know, for that particular day, you maybe keep your arms covered if you, you know, it's just, again, it just removes that, you know, they're just going to constantly stare at it, you know, or something like that. And You're removing distraction. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And you're not lying about who you are. Nope. But you are reducing any potential distractions. And you can totally be yourself. You don't have to be some, you know, robot. Mm -hmm. But... You need to be the professional version right. of yourself. Right. You know, like I, so I have this personal rule, you know this, that mm-hmm. I don't ever wear anything to work that if I had some emergency client meeting, I couldn't go see them. That, that yes. doesn't mean on Friday I'm not wearing something a little more casual and I might have my sneakers on, but they're nice sneakers. Mm-hmm. And I never have something that I couldn't be like, hey, yep, it's casual Friday. You know, yeah, I have jeans on and I know you're, you know, company's a little more formal, but I'm not going to be embarrassed to walk in the door. Right. Like I will never wear something, be embarrassed to walk in the door because once in my former career, I had that experience and I said, I'm never doing that again. 
So it doesn't mean... We're saving you from a hard lesson here. Yeah, it doesn't mean I don't wear things that fully express my personality. I wear lots of colored things. You know, I don't own anything that's black. (laughs) I'll be quiet right now. But that doesn't... That does not mean I wear the same things I would wear on Saturday. Right. Right? Like, no matter how casual, casual day at work is, it's still professional enough I could go see a client if I needed to. Right. And it's this the same thing. Like, yeah, be yourself, but wear your interview professional version of yourself. Exactly. Exactly. And it's always also, too, um, good to, you know, dress up a little more than what you might anticipate they're dressed like, too. Because it's better than the reverse, too. Because if you walk in and someone's in, like, a a full suit and you can't kind of came in dress business casual, not to say you have to wear a full suit, but at least kind of meet them, you know, close to that. Um, again, they're going to look at you and just say, oh, they don't, they're going to fit in yes. here because we're suit people. It's knowing the dynamic of the place you're going. Exactly. Is, are they suit people or are they t-shirt and jeans people? Cause you could go the wrong way in yes. either scenario. Yeah. And uh, that's the sort of thing that we're, I think we're trying to explain here with this whole distraction thing too. You want to make it, um, so you're just going to fit in no matter what, because that first judgment is going to be about, can this person work here? Mm, no, I don't like, but I don't like this one thing about them and I can't stop focusing on it. Eliminate it. And not everybody can kind of compartmentalize it. Like I know that I can, and just knowing right off the bat, just saying, well, it's first impression. Let's move on. Some people get really hung up on it. Yes. And a lot of people aren't aware they're doing it. Well, that's exactly it. It's, I, don't, I think in many cases it's not intentional, but yeah. they just get stuck. Or, and it could be something ridiculous like, oh my God, my my ex-boyfriend who was horrible to me had tattoos on his arm like that. And you're, then, you know, you're, it's over, Yeah, it's <laughs> but a, you're probably a very lovely person, yeah, but you never knows? got a chance because they couldn't get past that. So it's, it's ridiculous stuff in some cases, but just be aware. Yes. I guess that that, you know, could be a, a 60 second issue for somebody and you're already out of the competition and mm-hmm. we know you're better than that. Right. So, and, and, does it seem fair? Like, no, oh, maybe not. it does not seem fair, but it's the reality, right? Like right. we're trying to give people, tips that will help them succeed. And that is the reality. And also too, if people are interviewing a lot of people, they're looking for reasons to, to eliminate. And if that's one that's right off the bat, it's like, it helps you stay in the competition a little more, the more you fit in right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I had mentioned kind of in passing, just the whole next part is when they open their mouth and that's making that conversation. Yes. And I think that is the minute they walk in the door, like, are they nice to the person if you have like a receptionist or oh, somebody yes. at the front desk or whoever, you know, answers the door? Are they nice to them? Mm-hmm. Are they friendly and polite and, you know, or do they sort of treat them like, you know, unimportant? I judge really heavily on that, you know. Mm-hmm. I do too. You're nice to our person at the front desk. I like you a lot. You're right. not? Mm, because, because you can turn it on for me. But I don't want you to turn it on for me. I want you to genuinely be a nice person right. to everyone. And, and how, how are you going to be like that with clients and things like that, too? Right. If we have you out visiting somebody else, or are you just going to be a jerk to people? It's like, I don't want you representing my company. Exactly. You know, if that's your true colors. Right. Like, being nice to everyone is important here in our culture and the work we do. So if you're not nice to everyone when you walk in here, why would you be out in the wild? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? right. And um, it's all about, too, making it a conversation, too, and not an interrogation. And that is for um, the interviewer and the interviewee. You know, when you have someone in the hot seat, don't just start rapid firing questions at them. And, you know, because it's you're not really 
giving them the full experience of what it would be like to work with you or for the company. Or maybe you are. Or maybe you are. And, you know, and that's, that'll get you vetted really quickly by the person who wants to decide whether or not they're going to work for you. But then also, if you find yourself in that position, too, see if you can kind of turn the tables a little bit. Because, again, they could have been interviewing a lot of people. I got to answer these, have you answer these questions. I just want to get through them. You know, make it kind of interesting and um, more of a conversation versus a question, answer, question, answer, yes. question, answer. Yes. And... <laughs> It's okay. You know, it is a conversation. You can have some questions too, but just, you know, on both sides, don't like ramble and go off on these tangents or oh, give a, yeah. you know, 10 minute answer to a question. Right. right. <laughs> because they're sitting there on either side of the table saying mm-hmm. their thing like, oh my gosh, is this what it would be like to work with yeah. this person? <laughs> <laughs> I won't be able to escape them, escape from them from the yeah. kitchen or something yeah. like so, that. You know, it could be the interviewer and the person is thinking like, oh, I, this person can't be my boss or right. vice versa. Um, yeah, and it's, it's all about, you know, listening too. you know, um, not just about talking. You are granted there to try and get the job. You want to be informative as much as you can, but answer the question, just be done. Same thing with the person who's doing the interview. You know, that the person's time is val- valuable as well. So don't go off on these long tangents of how the company, you know, um, has all these issues or drama or whatever, you know, just keep, you know, just get what you want to know out of this person and then move on to the next question. Yes. And um, a lot of that is just participating. I mean, it's weird because we're like telling people a conversation, but people get, (laughs) I think people just get nervous and, you know, don't act in their normal ways Mm -hmm. sometimes in an interview. You know, it feels very high stakes. You want to get it right. Yeah. You know? And it feels like there's a lot on the line. And so, um, you know, being a participant in the conversation, like you said, like, don't just yes, no, you know, have answers and Mm -hmm. questions and so on and gauge that person's interest. You can pay attention. Like, are they ready to move on to the next Mm -hmm. thing? You can pick up on that. Um, And then also, I think that everyone, or at least this is how I am with interviews, I accept the premise that you're a little nervous. Mm -hmm. Like, I will give people a slight pass on some things that are tells that they're nervous because I, I understand, you know, that is the situation. And so I just try to help them get as comfortable as possible so I can see who they really Mm -hmm. are. And I, I will give them a little pass on, on a few things, but generally once you start talking to someone and and let them get a little more comfortable and warmed up, their true self does come out and their passion, you know, they start talking about their work and they do get excited and passionate. And that's, that's what you're looking for. Right. You know, you can, you can see the things that are like, this is just they're nervous because it's a first interview versus they, you know, have an inability to have a conversation with another human. <laughs> like those are two very different um, tells. What I also like about that too is when people start getting into that comfort zone and like you said, their true colors are coming out. That's where the gold is really as far as figuring out whether or not this person is going to be a fit or you're going to be a fit for that company. Um, because, you know, the guard's down a little bit. You start getting a little taste of what it's like to work with this person. You might um, find some nuances in there as far as like you're, you're trying to um, produce widgets and they're like, they might just slip out. Well, you know what? I don't really like widgets, but I think I could sell them well. And you're like, oh my God, I don't mm. like widgets. Well, do we even want them here? Yeah, you know, if you so don't like the thing we sell, that's kind of hard. It, yeah, exactly. You know, so it's it's little tiny things like that, that if you just listen and take the time to even sometimes dig in a little deeper, what do you mean you don't like widgets? And, you know, they 
could have a perfectly good explanation for that, but don't, that's the time to, to talk and listen and have that conversation. Yes, for sure. And another piece of that is just the body language. Oh, yes. So, you know, again, people often are a little nervous on the interviewee side. Well, and, and sometimes on the interviewer mm-hmm. side, often mm-hmm. people who are interviewing candidates, they're not a professional that's interviewer. Not, right, that's not their main job. You know, job. this is, they're not a recruiter or HR person that does this all day. So they might be a little nervous too. Mm-hmm. And you can give, so you can each give each other a pass. <laughs> but there are a lot of body language things that you can pay attention to and pick up on that, you know, some that are nervousness and you can write it off as that, but then other things are like, do they seem interested? Mm-hmm. Are they engaged in the conversation? Are they, are they leaning in? So are they- yeah, f- feeding back into, you know, what you're talking about and, and is there just sort of an engagement between the two of you? And, and that comes across a lot in body language that people do not even realize they're doing. Right. It's usually, they give away all kinds of things without having any idea. <laughs> right. And, you know, there's some things that people do when they're nervous too. They might be tapping their foot, shaking their leg, you know, things like that. If you catch yourself doing that and you don't normally do that, I mean, definitely call it out because yeah. somebody would be like, you know what, I could not put this person in front of a client because they don't present well, because they're constantly tapping their pen or clicking their pen or tapping their leg. If you don't normally do that, just essentially just say, I, you know what, put the pen down. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> I, I'm i nervous. Let's just, let me try this again without, you know, yeah. having some sort of thing in my hand. Yeah, you catch yourself you doing it. You do catch it. yourself. And, and people yeah. get that. I mean, I, I, I truly do believe that. So, you know, just kind of acknowledge that. But there are some things, too, that might... Um, be more of a red flag for you. And I only mean that not necessarily because it's like danger, but just not a fit. Yeah, um, somebody's like kicked back in their chair with their arms folded. Right. Like, are you really even interested in this conversation? With exactly. Me? Like you might as well put your feet up on the desk. It's like, like if, <laughs> if this is your best impression, you know, I'm not so sure that yeah. I want somebody who's really that comfortable, um, again, representing our company, you know, this should be your best foot forward here. And, and you're not doing that. Yes. Um, yes. So yeah, it's just another thing to be aware of. And then, so there's one thing that we always talk about that you think you would need to, but we're just going to say, like, turn off your phone. Oh, my gosh. Yes. On both sides, but especially if you're the interviewee. And, like, I get it. We have them on us all the time. It's in your pocket. You probably don't realize it's there because it's like an appendage. But if your phone rings in the middle of a meeting, that is horrifying. It is horrifying. And shut it off or leave it in the yeah. car. And and if it happens, you just say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. You mm-hmm. turn it off, you put it away. Don't answer but it. We have had people answer it in their yeah. interview. It, and it's like their mom. Oh, hi, mom. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of busy. Can I call you back later? And I'm like, what, what is happening right now? Exactly. I've also had other weird things. Like, don't pull weird things out of your pockets, even <laughs> like a sandwich or something. Like, it is so funny that you are trying to get a job right now the things that people do and i guess they just don't even realize they're doing it i will assume but yeah the phone is the big one and and it just trips people up because we just have them on us all Mm -hmm, the time mm -hmm. now so just you know just like in the movie theater they have the little reminder to turn off your right to silence your phone because people do forget i mean that's just the way it is before you get out of the car or before you walk in the door silence your phone right because for whatever reason we can't we're not automatically thinking that way. We just have this um, need to always be available, I guess, for people. And I have to, I have to take this because somebody is trying to call me. Yes. Um, I, can, I assure you there is nothing more important <laughs> than that interview for that hour. Right. And, unless, and they will understand. Unless, like... <laughs> they will totally understand. You know, whatever. Someone is in the hospital. Right. And if that's the case that you say, you know what, I am so sorry. Someone is in the hospital and... 
I really did not want to cancel this interview. So I'm going to apologize right now. I have my phone on. If it rings, mm-hmm. that's why. I might why. have to take it, yes. But beyond that, I would never do this. Exactly. Like, you can just show Someone it's is dying. So that is unusual. the only excuse. Okay. <laughs> I would be like, that's fine. Because it's such an unusual situation. But unless you right. explain it with something like that, just turn it off. And then, you know, are they going to really die in that hour? I Probably mean, <laughs> not. <laughs> no, if but they it, are, it has, please yeah, reschedule the you know, and Maybe just even sit on the table and acknowledge, you know, I'm waiting for a call from the hospital. But, or, you know, my wife's in labor or yeah. something, you know, in which case, I don't I'd know. Be like, Why are you here? We can reschedule. <laughs> right? But you never know. There are, there are reasons. And that's the beauty of having phones on us at all times. But just for that, you know, 30 minutes to an hour, I think you're okay. Yeah. You know, leave a, have people leave a message. You'll get back to them. Like I said, just leave it in the car if you think it's going to be a distraction, you know, that much. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's a huge no-no. It's, it's all about right now being in the moment and, and not being distracted. Yes. And so, and one last thing that we always encourage people to do is take the opportunity to wrap up the meeting, the conversation, have some questions. It's totally fine if you've jotted some things down before, you've brought them Mm -hmm, with you on a mm -hmm. notebook. Or as you go. Or as you're talking, you jot some stuff down. But um, while it may feel like the interviewer is totally in charge of the conversation, make sure that you are guiding it enough that you'll have time to answer your questions. So if you know it's supposed to end in, you know, 10 minutes and you haven't had a chance to ask your questions, it is perfectly fine to say, hey, you know, I have really enjoyed our conversation. I have a few questions I like to ask you. I want to make sure, you know, we have time for Mm -hmm. that. They will... I mean, I can't imagine that they won't be like, wow, yeah, that sounds great. (laughs) I mean, no one's going to be like, no, I don't want to hear your questions. And if they do, then you don't want the job. You you have your answer. You probably (laughs) do not want to work here. (laughs) But you you don't want the whole thing to wrap up and you feel like either you never got your chance or you're like, oh, wait, I had some things. Right. (laughs) And And they're they're staying late. You know, you're respecting their schedule. But you're also advocating for yourself to find out the things you need to know to, you know, be sure this is the job for you. And nothing warms my heart more than when someone has questions. Because I love it. I do too, because not only have you been engaged in this conversation, but you are even more interested and you want to learn more. People have to remember that. When I actually worry if people don't I do have too. questions. It's like, why if like, I just talked at you for, you know, 30 minutes like to an there hour is or something? Literally like, nothing. Nothing you no want to know from me? At like, all. Anything. Ask me if I have a cat. Like <laughs> anything. <laughs> exactly. Because there has to be, it's just means that you're interested and if you don't have questions I feel like you're not interested or you don't want to learn more about this particular position and I I think people do remember too especially as the um, interviewee you're trying to build a relationship here so you you wouldn't enter uh, any relationship only knowing a, one side of uh, a relationship. You want to make sure that you're going to be a fit in this too. Um, so ask some questions. You know, what are you what are you like, and you know, what's the, what's the average day like here? And um, yeah, because you're going to be there every day. These are the people that you're working with, so it is fair game to be asking them questions too. That is such a perfect analogy. Like I'm just envisioning going on a date with someone and <laughs> only one person, only talking. one side talks the whole time. Like what a nightmare! I, I mean, know. Like, how soon can we give her? No, thank you. I don't even want dessert. And you care at all about me? You don't have any interest in me whatsoever yeah. as a person. You know, that's kind of what it's like. You know, and you're like, I want to make sure you're a fit for me too, yeah. and I'm not just entering into this thinking I'm here to serve you. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So on that note, we will wrap it up. <laughs> yes. 
and hope we've given you some some tips on how to make that good first impression. Exactly, and, and also remember that you know, like sixty seconds can sometimes make or break an interview. Um, make sure that if you can get it to run as smoothly smoothly as you possibly can, there are always opportunities to kind of course correct. And if you feel that in the long run, you know, that it, it did not go well at all, there might be a reason for that too. Or you can um, just say, you know what, I was super nervous, you know, just admit it. And, um, and that could be both parties too. Like the person who is doing the interview could just have been in a really bad mood and just say, you know what, this is a really great company. And I don't think I represented it well. Um, but these things go fast and furious. So you have to make sure that your game is on at all times. Thank you so much for joining us at Illumination Bureau. We hope that you have gained something by listening today. Illumination Bureau was brought to you by Portfolio Creative. You can find out more about Portfolio Creative at PortfolioCreative.com. If you have a topic that you want to hear about, don't hesitate to send us an email at questions at PortfolioCreative.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate and review it, or share it with a friend.